We all love T-Bone, Travis Turner, Bone Collector, Realtree. He's one of the finest people, not just in the industry, but in the world. Sweetheart, always giving love, always giving advice. We feel for you, Tebow. We all understand what you're going through. We love you, brother. And um, I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm proud and honored to have you on the Foul Life podcast. Uh, we talk about it a little bit. We talk about what he just went through. But, man, hey, there's more to T-Bone's life than that. Adversity, he's got it. Peaks and valleys, ups and downs. He knows how to deal with it. He's going to come out of this stronger than ever. And he will be back in the blind this fall chasing deers, next spring chasing turkeys. I know he will. I know that Munt and Waddy and everybody's going to help him do that. I can't wait to see you again, Tebow. This is Real Tree Presents, the Foul Life Podcast. Travis T-Bone Turner from the Team Bone Collector out of the state of Georgia. I hope you all enjoy. I got to ask you, because I often think about the first diagnosis of, you know, you, you get the word, you get <clears throat> the doctor comes in and has to give you that news. Um, it's not the same as like, your wife saying, Hey, I'm pregnant, you know, or like your son saying, Hey, I made the varsity team or, you know, there's, there's, there's different messages that we get in our life that affect our souls and our psyche and our hearts different. And you've been very candid and open about this entire journey that you've been on. And tell me though, how, how with all of your optimism in life, T-Bone Turner, I, I don't think I've ever seen you not smile, but how did that hit you personally with somebody with such strong willing and strong, you know, you, the, the way that your mind works, you've always been a champion. How did that affect you when you hear those words? Well, when I, when I first, I, 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 I um, so, so I had to deal with these huge tumors on my leg for about three months before we knew that it was cancer. I shouldn't say three months. It was from, I had a bump on my end of July. It's kind of got a little bigger, uh, on August. And of course I'm going to the doctor, you know, every week or two weeks. So, um, you know, and I found out the end of September. So, so for two months, I got something growing on my leg that I don't know what it is. We do a, we do a uh, biopsy, had to wait seven to 10 days for it to come back. And I'm thinking because it's a lump on the outside, you know, it's just a, it's just a lump. It's about the size of an apple or a little bigger, uh, just one at the time of we're finding it. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, well, it's just some type of cyst. It's just like a, it's just like an extreme case of Dr. Pimple Popper. Like, you know, um, you know, I'm, an, I'm getting older. I'm, this is, you know, one of them things it's, they're just going to whack this thing off. And then when the biopsy comes back, the doctor wouldn't, I'm friends with the doctor. He's actually, um, he's my, my local, um, two doctors, my, everyday practice doctor is a really good friend of mine. Then he re re referred me to this surgeon. Uh, and the surgeon is a good friend of mine too. And actually turns out he's, he was Dustin Lynch's, uh, uh, roommate in college, Dr. Majors. So, you know, I mean, I know that's a fine, a, kind of a funny connection, but nonetheless, Dr. Majors tells me, you know, Hey, I need you to come in. And this is a buddy of mine. Usually he just tell me over the phone or text me, you know, let me know, yeah, hey, we need to get that thing whacked off next week. But he wanted me to come in, wouldn't talk to me. 
wouldn't answer questions. So I'm like, well, I know this is serious. So uh, then he then he tells me that it's uh, it comes back as the pathology report was sarcoma, and then it was above his, you know, capabilities of handling. And then he referred me on to the Winship Cancer Center in Atlanta with at Emory. So when he told me that, you know, you know, I, I knew whatever I had because I had two months to deal with it that I, that I'm like, this ain't going to be just something like whack it off and gonna, you know, it's going to be a long fall. I'd already prepared myself for that. And I don't know, I've always been the type of person, even though I, I feel like I'm pretty positive, I prepare for the worst and hope for the best. You know I mean? I've been a small business owner all my life. You know, I've, uh, you know, I've been big fat. I've been a big guy. I've had to deal with all that my whole life not asking for sympathy it's just what it is you know what it is so i've had to deal with all that so i'm just like well this is just you know another speed bump you know we'll just tackle it like we tackle everything's no matter how bad i got it there's a lot of people got it a lot worse than me so you know there's no there's no room for bitching and complaining so uh the the, the thing that uh my wife still beats me up about it so i found out on a wednesday you know i found out on a monday and uh my wife and son were leaving on thursday going to philadelphia to a expo that my son wanted to go to it was a mini uh it was a little short three or four day trip and uh there was no way that i was going to i mean there's nothing that they could do so i wasn't going to rush home and tell them so i i just held it inside you know and dealt with it internally until they got back from their trip because there's no way that i was going to let my family know that you know what what i had and what we were fixing to go through there was no way that i was fixing to you know let them let them in on that so i waited till the next week to tell them and my wife was super upset with me but i'm like you know think about it you know i, I didn't want to ruin y'all's weekend there's nothing that that we're going to change in these six or seven days and and she you know she felt so bad that i had to go through that by myself but me me i was like i needed that time i, I wanted that time to myself you know to you know build up the courage and and you know and and rather than having a knee-jerk reaction and acting a certain way i wanted to make sure that you know i got my mind right you know you know how we always say in team sports or whatever you got your mind right you ready Let, let's let's go so i was ready to go to battle so that's that's kind of how that led into that but it was yeah it was a uh, it was like well dang you know but uh my doctor, you know, he, he told me that about sarcomas and naturally with the, with internet, I got, I got to jump online and see about sarcomas and I, you know, that, you know, there's all kinds of different cancers and stuff, but nonetheless, it was encouraging to hear some good positive stories about, you know, tackling sarcoma. And I knew that, that we, we possibly could from the early beginnings, I knew that we possibly could do surgery on my you know, leg, remove the tumors and such. But, you know, honestly, I, I had about an 85% in my head from the time I heard I had cancer and tumors on my leg that I was going to lose my leg because of that's the only way that's, I mean, you know, chemo don't, chemo kills it, but it entangles itself within your leg that there's no way to save your leg. There's just, there's just virtually no way to save your leg once it was advanced uh so far along so and it grows at such a rapid rate it went from the size of a grape at the end of july to bigger than an apple closer to like a softball size by uh you know the first part of october uh end of september 
before <clears throat> before we get into that that actual part of of what it looked like and what it was that 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 time period where your friend the surgeon says that you have to come in. I'm a really inquisitive person, so when somebody gives me a little bit of a a leadway that there's something I should know, but they're not telling me. I don't know if you were like that when you were a kid, but I was probably a little bit too aggressive of trying to get the news and not being patient, always wanting to be like, "Hey, what, what's going on?" And and like, "Hey, can we open a Christmas present at Christmas Eve instead of just waiting and being patient?" You know, I was, I just had that mindset of needing to know. Is that how you were? And I know you're more laid back, but were you like, man, I got to know, I got to know, or were you able to relax or did it, did it put this unbelievable sense of fright inside of you, T-Bone? No, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm like you. I, I, I want to know I can handle the truth. Meaning like, give it to me, no matter what it is, I can handle it. Just, just let me handle it. You know, I, I don't like the surprise factor. I mean, like I know something's going on. So what, what are you really keeping from me? So something's going on. So I want to know. So, uh, yeah, by all means, let me know. So no, I was inquisitive big time. So uh, you know, I wasn't just like, yeah, man, I'll yeah, I'll talk to you in two weeks. No, I wasn't that way at all. I was, I was wanting to know. I mean, I wasn't to the point of bothering him, but I let him know straight up. You know, look, I can handle the truth, and and I can deal with the truth. I'm gonna be way more pissed if you're hiding something from me, you know, than than letting me know right up front so that I can handle it. I mean, just just shoot me straight. Did he still make you wait the two weeks? No, he, well, he didn't know. He, I mean, he, he said it could be this. He goes, I, I, honestly, you know, and his dad's a doctor too. He had him come in there. He says, these are the things that it could be. I don't think that it's this. He said, but it could be this, but you know, that, that's the whole reason we're doing a biopsy is so that we can, you know, read that pathology report and, and we know exactly what we're dealing with. Cause, uh, um, yeah, that, that's, that's the only way to know it was, it was, it was, I, I got a video of it. I mean, I, I documented this whole thing and I, I was like, uh, you know, and I've, I've been curious as whether I should share that I've shared, a, a, you know, w- when you're kind of in the public eye and you have so many thoughtful people out there cheering for you and stuff like that. I definitely, like you said earlier, I've been pretty upfront with everything and honest. And I mean, it, you know, my life's kind of been an open book for the last 20, 25 years as it is anyway. So, you know, I want people to know, uh, you know, it's not, I'm not for the wrong reasons. I hope nobody ever thinks that I'm, you know, doing it for spotlight or, or anything like that, but I've debated whether to share, you know, everything that we documented throughout, throughout this, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty gruesome on the, on the, um, doing the biopsy. I, I, I never seen nothing like it. They, we stuck big needles in there that take core samples out. And I mean, it was under such pressure because, it was so aggressive that it was shooting blood and stuff, uh, you know, across the room in the, in the, in, you know, it was a outpatient thing that we did, but yeah, I'm, I'm awake through the whole thing and, and video and it, you know, just, just, just not, not because for anything, but my own, you know, I just wanted to, you know, so that I had the documentation, but it was, it was pretty rough. Man, T-Bone, like, is the the out it's it's messing me up just because i love you like a brother and i can't stand the idea that human beings have to go through this but it is something that we've been dealt with in our deck of cards of disease and trauma and and ups and downs and peaks and valleys in life and um 
you know, your whole messaging throughout your entire career has been one of, of, Hey, it's, it's sunny outside. Let's go to work. You know, it's never like it's a rainy day. Let's hide under the covers. And, and, and we all get dark sometimes. I know it doesn't matter how successful you are in life. I know the most successful musicians or athletes in the world that have been honest and transparent with me about everybody gets dark and that's good. That's healthy. That makes us be able to be stronger and recover and, and to really appreciate the, the good stuff in life. Are you pissed off as a human being? Is, is, is funny and happy as you are, how mad are you right now that at 50 years old, you have to deal with this? And I know that the easy answer is, well, I can be an inspiration to other folks out there, but you've already been an inspiration. Your life is one of people get so much out of you and so much energy out of you and so much inspiration and influence out of you, whether it's being a better archery shot, whether it's knowing how to, how to, how to, how to catch a, a, a bluegill or a bass or whether, whatever you're teaching somebody to do, you you've set up bows for the most successful archers in the world for two to three decades. Are you pissed off right now? Or are you still the same old T-bone? I, I think I'm, I think I'm still the same old T-bone, but like you just said, you know, everybody gets dark sometimes and, and there are ebbs and flows throughout the whole thing. I mean, there are some days you, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, throughout this whole process, there's been a few days when I've had my lip poked out and, you know, I've been a little disappointed, but, you know, I, I like to think that I look at the big picture rather than just like, you know, like a spoiled little kid and just kicking the sand. I hope I look at the big picture, meaning like we're only on this earth for a certain amount of time. And, you know, if, if it all ended today, I have already outlived my dreams and I ain't saying that for some inspirational. I believe that. I believe that in my heart. I mean, if I don't kill another cockroach and I've said that on other podcasts and I've, you know, I've said that throughout this whole journey. Um, if I don't kill another cockroach, I have had a absolute successful and, and a, and a worthwhile life. I mean, it was never in my cards as a, you know, a flat footed, you know, fat teenager to, to go this far in my dreams. So I'm content with that. That doesn't mean that I still don't want to have some great times on earth. I'm not giving up by no means because there's a lot, but you just have to, um, you just have to learn to look what makes things bright. Meaning like things that I'm focusing on now, absolutely. I'm going to hunt. I know that I'll be able to hunt. It's going to be a little different. You know what I mean? May I, I, I may not be able to you know, I, I never was the the hill climber of a lot of these great hunters, but but nonetheless, I still went and done it. And that's the great thing about hunting. Whether I'm in a wheelchair and crawling in a blind with Chad Belding, you know, on, uh, in a duck blind, or I'm sitting in a blind or, 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 you know, sitting at the base of a tree with Waddell calling a turkey in, we can all scratch that itch no matter what the level is in this hunting world. So I will be able to do that. I can, I still got both arms. I'm still working on bows. My passion for bows is still there, if not even rejuvenated. I've been working a lot in the shop downstairs and, you know, tinkering and doing what I've always loved with archery. I'm still able to shoot a bow, um, whether it be on a wheelchair, I'm getting a prosthetic leg. It should be ready in the next couple of weeks. So I got to learn to walk again. So, you know, things are coming, but I just got to be patient on things. But the things that I'm looking forward to are, you know, just the little things that, you know, this has been a setback having to cruise around in a wheelchair and, and, and a walker around the house. So 
got to relearn to do life. You got to relearn to, to, to get uh, happiness out of little things, whether it's, you know, small goals that my number one goals right now, this may seem silly, but I got to get back on my skid steer. I got to be able to get back on my tractor and I got to cut grass. I love cutting grass. I don't know if you like cutting grass, but I love cutting grass and I can't wait to get back on my zero turn. I can't wait to get back on my equipment. And, and I mean, that is when I'm that, that is my, I don't know, my battery recharger and, you know, working on land management things and, you know, piddling on my place here. That's, that's where I get the most satisfaction and gratification. So, those are where I'm, you know, got my uh, crosshairs focused right now. But at the end of the day, you know, just little accomplishments like, you know what, I, you know, I was able to go, you know, I got to think, rethink everything. Everybody just sees the guy and all these, you know, wounded warriors or veterans and people that are disabled and they see him in the wheelchair and they're like, and that, you know, he's in the wheelchair, but there's a lot goes on behind the scenes when, when you're disabled or without a, you, you know, using the, losing the use of a limb i mean there's a lot of it's slower to get out of bed in the mornings and you got to rethink about all your steps you just don't jump up run to the kitchen grab something do this this. it ain't like that everything has to be well thought out so uh i'm I'm having to relearn all that i'm not saying that i'm just saying that from uh giving everybody a perspective of where i'm at and relearning and, and 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 grasping all that stuff so not saying it for sympathy reasons by no means, but it's just it's reality. And it's okay for people to <clears throat> feel, you know, sympathy for you and, and, and to want the best for you. You know, I mean, I, I do, I want you to, to, to be able to do all of the things that you just mentioned. What is the outlook like that T-Bone? What, what are you thinking right now? As far as schedule goes, are you, are you, doing food plots any this summer are you back in the tree stand or the blind this fall or is this a little bit longer process because you just mentioned that a lot of the behind the scenes stuff i've worked with a lot of you know disabled veterans and 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 you you do you're right you look at them you're like man they're dealing with it but we have no idea what it took to get to where they're at and yeah. it's I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it really opens my eyes to like you waking up this morning and having to figure out how to use your your body your muscles and muscle memory in a different different way than you used to getting out of bed or, or, or putting one foot in front of the other, as simple as that sounds. Um, what, what is the outlook right now? Are you feeling like it's going to be this fall that you're back at it? Or is it, is, are we, are we out further than that? Well, um, I, I, in some form or fashion, I will definitely hunt some, you know, I, I'm in the process of, you know, I guess figuring or deciding how to set my farms up. I, I would like to think that I'd be able to crawl into a redneck blind once I get my you know, I got to build confidence on that leg. It's not like you get that leg and immediately I, I can tell from the few times that I've had uh, fittings with the leg that, you know, my balance is there and my equilibrium's there, uh, but, you know, learning how to walk with it, you know, and it's not like a instantaneous, Hey, I can walk a half mile because you, then you have, you have lesions and, and blisters and things like that. You have to contend with because you can't just beat down a stump, your stump, you know, with blisters and stuff, because there's a healing process on that. You have to wait for it to heal before you can use your leg again. So um, it, it's been eye-opening to me that, you know, through through dealing with medical and devices and just a learning curve, you know, if you'd asked me this same question right after I got my leg amputated, like, oh, yeah, I'll be turkey hunting. I mean, I, I got two months. I, I will, uh, I, I'll, I'll be able to get out and turkey hunt. It's, it's not that, it's not, things aren't, 
happening as quick as I thought they would, you know, and uh, not to say, and, and I'm, maybe I'm a special case because I'm not your average size guy, you know, so I contend with being a big guy on top of this and uh, not to add, add to that, but uh, on my existing leg, uh, a lot of people don't know, but when I was younger, I cut my, my last three toes off on my existing leg. Um, so I cut those off in a motorcycle accident when I was like 13 or 14. So they sewed these three toes back on, but to say that I, I I've never had the best balance at all because the, these three, these last two toes for sure. But like part of my foot doesn't even work. So, you know, you know, you use your foot and the muscles in your foot for balance so much. Well, I don't have that so much. So in my existing leg, I don't have the balance that, and, you know, plus, you know, the added weight and then being a, a bigger guy and then, you know, learning to do everything on one leg. So it's, it, there, there's a little more, uh, uh, things to get used to, but, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Talk to me about this T-bone, because I think that there'd be nobody better in the world explaining this feeling of how special this lifestyle is. And nobody has enjoyed it more than you have. You've made mention many times, that you've out kicked your punk coverage in your hunting endeavors and your accomplishments as an archer and as a hunter, whether it's squirrel hunting, turkey hunting, whitetail hunting, you've been there, you've done that, you've killed monsters, you've killed meat bucks, you've killed coal bucks, you've, you've done a lot. But then it was taken away. And I, not, not many people really knew it. Everybody's moving so fast, you know, nobody's really taking the time to be like, hey, where's T-Bone? Is T-Bone hunting? Is T-Bone out in the woods? Like, you missed the fall. You missed a lot of the fall last year in the winter of a deer season. You missed this spring turkey season. Talk to me about that, of taking things for granted, how special this lifestyle is, this, this privilege and right to hunt, and being able to live off the land. How... How unbelievable is it to you, T-Bone, to know that it can be gone in an instant? And did it open your eyes a little bit? Because you're not a person to take things for granted, but did you catch yourself doing it a little bit when all of a sudden you weren't able to anymore? Well, it's it's, honestly kind of had a little segue. We all did. We had a little segue to that from COVID. You know, when the world slowed down, um, it really opened my eyes because – you and I've talked many times about how we live with our hair on fire. So for the last 15 years, you know, uh, it nearly every weekend I was on a plane or in the truck going somewhere, speaking at a banquet or doing appearances and stuff. And, and gratefully so, you know what I mean? This, this industry and, and, uh, this, this, uh, the, the, the outdoors period has been so wonderful to me from a career standpoint and, and from, uh, you, you know, the lifestyle that I have to leave to, to live. I mean, I have to, I mean, it's just a part of our DNA. So um, to, to be able to enjoy the, the outdoors and then make a career of it. And then when COVID came, you know, it, I've always worked for myself, you know, for the last 20 something years. So when opportunities arise, you know, you're wired the same way. We're hustlers, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to, you're going to take advantage of it and, gosh, I love meeting the people and stuff out there. But when COVID happened, it was a segue to this kind of not, not that I knew that, but it, it did slow down. I mean, it made me, and a lot of this is just getting older too. You know, you're 50 years old and you're enjoying sitting on the back porch every morning, taking 45 minutes to drink a cup of coffee with your wife and, and look out in your backyard and just watch things, man, it means so much. And to, 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 you know, I mean, I've been on those hunts when I was in my twenties and thirties and, you know, you're hustling to get the, 
you know, your turkey decoy ready and you're ready to go out in the woods and you're doing all this, but, and, and you're sitting there waiting and you're like, man, I've been here two hours and ain't heard but one bird. But then as you get a little older, it's like, man, the sunrise, the birds chirping, the robins, you know, I mean, there's so many things that visually uh, are, are uh, appealing to you that, man, that, you know, I, I know the generation before us told us, I know you heard it. I know I've heard it. And you sit there and think, uh, you know, got, you, you know, they tell you, don't take it for granted, you know, live each day to the fullest. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hear you old man. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I hear you old man, but I, man, I could not, I could not, you know, reiterate that to the youth out there. I mean, if there are, you know, all the youth that are listening, whether you're, in your teenage years or your twenties or thirties hear it from old T-bone right here, pursue your passion. If you, if you choose a career that is your passion, you'll never feel like you worked a day in your life. And then don't take anything for granted because I don't care how old you are. You know, this life is, this life is so short. You can get the diagnosis of cancer at any time, or, you know, there's all kinds of things, car crashes, drunk drivers. I mean, there's so many things that can shorten your life and, you know, make sure that you tell your mom and dad, you love them. I mean, there's so many things that make this life so precious. Don't take each day for granted. I mean, honestly, and, and to, to, to have arguments with people over petty stuff, that's BS, man. I mean, everybody gets a little frustrated, take a deep breath, move on, give that person a hug, hug your neck, tell them you love them, move on. It, 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 we don't need that bitterness. And, and in this day and age, you and I didn't grow up this way, but with social media and stuff like that, you can go down a rabbit hole real quick of negativity, just pounding you in the head, especially with this, you know, the state of the union right now. So, uh, you know, by all means focus on the good. And that's, what's made this outdoor lifestyle, you know, even so, so much better for people that have been in the COVID, uh, you know, w- we can see that, uh, the outdoors never fails. It never has failed. I mean, from, from day one and even, and now even more. So, um, you know, it, it always, it always over delivers. Always over delivers, man. How awesome is it to hear something that we, that we have the ability to see every day, the outdoors and you use it in a context that it always over delivers. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, it does. So, When you, when you see people and I, and I'm trying to get to how you're dealing and coping right now, because we hear the word coping, you have a ton of support. You have more friends in this industry than probably anybody that's ever been blessed to work in this industry. You truly are one of a kind in this industry is that the admiration comes from all these different people and you're getting the support. I want the honest, you're always honest. So I know this is going to be honest, but I have to ask about what you just said about social media. How do we know the authentic things in life anymore, T-Bone? How do we know the authenticity and the legitimacy of something to where when it's so easy for somebody to say, I want to, I just had this talk with my girlfriend the other day. And I hope, I don't know if you'd ever even side with me on this because you might see it completely different than I do. But I woke up and I saw a post from a celebrity that said, a happy mother's day to the greatest mother and mom on earth. Love you more than I can explain. 
why is it not okay just to roll over and tell our loved ones that anymore? And to know that we hold that and cherish that with that moment that you're on your back porch with your wife and you tell her that over that 45 minute cup of coffee, why that white tail's nibbling on clover and that red tail hawk is floating on the wind or, or sitting on the limb and you hear the croaking bullfrogs. I'm trying to sing a song here too, yeah, T-Bone. Yeah. But I get emotional about this because I feel like it's so easy for us to lose our authenticity because it's 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 none of my business how you feel about your wife. And I'm not saying that you can't do it, please. I know, hey, then quit following me. I get that mindset. But have we lost our ability to be authentic when it's so easy just to put it out there for the whole world to see? Why is it all of a sudden everybody's business that it's happy mother's day to your wife and your mom and your, the mother of your daughters and sons and da 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 down the line. Do you kind of see what I'm saying? Or is it okay for us just to keep putting our whole worlds out there? Because to me, it's losing the authenticity of what that really means to call your mom and say happy birthday or to let her blow out her birthday candles at your house over a dinner. I don't, I yeah. don't know if you, if you get the gist of that. No, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I struggle with it all the time because you know, Social media is a is a necessary evil, but what do you keep for yourself? I seen a celebrity mentioning that the other day, saying, "Look, I don't, I don't want, I don't want people following me all the time. I got to keep something for myself." And I and I get that, but then again, you have the ones we love, or or sometimes my wife certainly is not wired that way. She's she, she'd rather have a nine millimeter pointed at her head there than a camera. So, <laughs> but she's like, you know, I can see where in life, a girlfriend, a mom calls up the son and said, you didn't, you didn't post about me. You must not love me. So, you know, I mean, whether you do it yourself or you might hear it from the other side, you may feel obligated to do that because you're afraid of the backlash you're going to get from your loved one. So it's it's not just the person in, person the one person internalizing saying, "Look, I love my mom. I want out y'all all to know." It may be the person getting some heat from the mom saying, "You better post about me," you, you know, or or you know they're gonna think think badly of you. I, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to um, look at it from all sides. I guess you could say, but. Yeah, you're right. Social media has certainly changed all that because 20 years ago, you know, you, you hand your card and some flowers to your mom, you know, in the mornings or your wife and nobody else was none the wiser, none the wiser throughout throughout the whole day or anything like that. You kept that to yourself. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of moments, but you can also have a platform to say, I love my wife as well. And they don't know everything. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know at what level do you shut it down? Do you keep your social media all business or is, is being transparent part of the business, you know, with reality TV shows and, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I guess I'll, I guess we'll figure it out when we're dead and gone, huh? It's, 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 it's weird to me though, that we care that Justin Timberlake loves his wife. I love how he dances and yeah. I love his songs. Yeah. And I hope that he takes care of Jessica and his kids and his kin. And yeah. I'm sure he's a hell of a dad. Cause he seems like a hell of a person. You know, this man, but I don't care that he's wishing his wife a happy birthday or a happy mother's day. Now I'm not saying that in a mean, ignorant way. I think that it's great that he feels that way, but 
to make the rest of the world go, hey, by the way, I'm Justin Timberlake, and I just wanted to take this moment and this public service announcement to tell all 80 million of my followers that I really love Jessica. That makes zero sense to me internally. That's all I was trying to say is like, I don't, it, it just doesn't make sense that we got to confess that when you can look in their eyes and still keep something sacred. I guess that's where I'm going. Is there yeah. anything sacred anymore, Travis T-Bone Turner? Because we're able to just put it out there like, oh, by the way, love the love the the mother of my kids i just wanted you guys to know that no i don't it doesn't matter like it we don't none, none of that matters that your downline gets that that's that's that, that's all i was trying to say is like yeah. have we lost the authentic authenticity and have we lost the sacredness in life that's all i was asking you yeah no i don't think we've lost it but it's certainly the landscape has changed for sure and there and you know maybe if somebody deep dives into the message maybe they understand it a little bit better meaning meaning like if justin timberlake's is, is saying that he loves, you know, is the mother of his kids or whatever. Maybe somebody is out there that sees that message. It's like, you know what? I have been shitty to my mom. And, you know, Justin's a good dude. I'm going to call my mom today. You know what I mean? So that may be the public service announcement that, you know, if I'm trying to grab a, a, a good tidbit right. out there because the millions are being watched out there, maybe they, they are looking at that. It's like, you know what? I could be a better dad. You know, it may touch someone. You know, it may, it may, it may reel them in. Have you um, ever you know, have you ever had that happen to you, T Bone? Have you ever seen a message from somebody that you follow and it made you think like, oh, maybe I haven't been spending enough time with my son, and it's made you realize that, or are you a different kind of cat to where you you have that all scheduled out and you've already said that you used to travel a ton? You you were on a plane or a truck every weekend, like I am. Um, have have you ever caught yourself being like, oh, that that inspired me to be a little bit different today? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm. But there's so much BS that you weed through too. So if you look at, I mean, let, let's just, if, if you look at a hundred posts or a thousand posts, maybe three to 10 of those ones that you're labeling as, um, you know, emotional stuff that you should have probably kept sacred. There may be three to 10 that you're like, man, that was, that was touching. You know, that makes me feel a certain way. So it's all about feels and people are, you know, people are maybe miserable in their lives. They want to look and get some positivity in somebody else's lives. Maybe that's probably what they're looking for. Um, it's no, no, no doubt that the human humans are suckers for reality TV. That's what makes like shows like ridiculousness and <laughs> world star and people crashing. And that's what makes them popular is because they see, you know, see stuff that, that doesn't happen to them. You've been in the you've been in the public eye with Realtree, Monster Bucks, Road Trips, the I say this all the time that there's no better TV show that's ever been done in outdoor TV than Bone Collector and what you and Mont and Waddy do. Absolutely unbelievable back and forth banter and talent and most importantly, humility and great messaging. Um watched an episode night before last. No. Yeah, night before last. Was it last night? No, the night before last when I got back from Montana, um, there was a show on and it was just, it was, it was, you know, Waddy with Jimmy John up in Illinois and just the messaging out of that episode was unbelievable. But my question to you, T-Bone, or my thought is 
do you wish you could go back to like pre 2008, 2007? I remember I was up in Saskatchewan, Canada, and I was trying to get on a scouting trip to go find geese. And the guy that I was waiting on was in the cab of his truck and he was doing something. And I'm like, come on, Brandon, let's go. And he's like, dude, leave me alone. I'm Facebooking. And I'm like, you're what? Like, I didn't even know what he meant. I had literally yeah. no idea. I don't know if it hit Canada first or, or how it happened, but I had no clue. Do you wish now sitting here in 2022 at 50 years old? And I know I'm not ignorant. Okay. I'm not ignorant to the fact of the marketing and the power of what social media can do for you. But do you wish it was gone? Do you wish we could go back before MySpace and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all of this other stuff that's going on? Or do you like the way it is? Um, that's a, that's a loaded question because there are some things that I, that I do like about what we're going through now. However, being an older guy, I don't understand it. And, uh, I mean, honestly, if I, if I had my way, uh, you know, you don't miss what you don't know. So I, I just know things were super simple. The lifestyle that I lived when I was a teenager and through my twenties, if I could encapsulate that, you know, almost have the mindset that I have now. And, and, and live in those times, you know, because, you know, you think that yeah, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I was working, you know, uh, you know, I was working a job just, you know, making ends meet, so to speak, and working for Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. But man, the time I spent with my friends and just the little takeaways and the, the evening shoots that we'd have with the archery equipment. And I mean, I cherish those things, but, you know, it's just the, it's just the evolution of everybody. You know, I can take every 10 year section of my life and find a lot of good. You know, you can't be a 50 year old man's mind in a 20 year old body and vice versa. You can't be a 20 year old body with a 50 year old mind. You know, you just can't, you, you it, it's just not the way it is. You know, you got to take and cherish the, the positives that's out of it. You know, granted, you know, now is a pretty good time because, you know, I'm sure you're similar to, to, to me financially, we're a lot better off than we were when we were in our twenties. And I have things that I cherish now that I could only dream of when I was in my twenties. So there's a lot of, a lot of things like that, but yeah, from the social standpoint, meaning like, yeah, I kind of don't wish it was around or it was around, but I've learned this from raising my son you know, I, you think that you're like, well, my son ain't going to grow up on, you know, playing with their Nintendo switch and this, that, and the other, and they're not going to be on the computer. And I'm only going to, they're only going to get a, uh, you know, an hour of window, you know, of, of, of time per day. Sorry about my dog. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, nonetheless, you, you know, you, you can't hold them back. Meaning because if you hold them back or keep them under a rock and they're going to survive in today's society, they're going to be left behind. You're not doing them an injustice. So you, you, you kind of got to let them, you know, grow up no different than the times when my dad, the things that I was going through that my dad didn't think was cool because that ain't how he grew up. And he wanted to teach me to grow up like he did. And, you know, the, the, I heard, believe it or not, I heard vanilla. ice say this, that, that the nineties was the best era. The eighties and nineties was the best era to grow up because it was before the, you know, the internet was huge and it was before social media and that trends were like, can you remember like gathering information over two or three months? Whereas we get it in like a day, day and a half. Now it would take two or three months for things to trickle, 
you know, like about the new Air Jordans. And, you know, I'm just saying what he was talking about. Not not that I'm a Air Jordan kind of guy, but nonetheless, I can appreciate the good music, you know, wanting to go buy the album. Holy crap, I've done saved up some money. I'm going to get me a, uh, a yeah, and I'm talking album or cassette tape. I mean, I used to go get a cassette tape and, uh, you know, I, they would they would chatter around in my truck long before a CD. So uh, I was, a, 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 you know, extremely excited about that, but we didn't know no better. We didn't know no better. So, you know, you, I talk about these things with my son and he just can't imagine. I mean, he just can't, the youth of today can't imagine growing up with no social media. If I had my way, T-Bone Turner, I would trade it in a heartbeat to stream a song or download a song off of iTunes to jump in my 82 Ford Escort and race to tower records or warehouse records and tapes and run to the cassette aisle and get in the alphabetical order looking for Hank Williams Jr. or Guns N' Roses yeah. or, or run DMC. I listened to it all and there was no better feeling in the world than reading the cliff notes or going into Marabelli's music store and looking at the tapestries and the posters and it was touchy. It was, it was, it was an experience. And now it's just like, Oh yeah, I'll get that. You know, if I want to hear Morgan Wallen sing, which I went to his show the other night and dang it, dude, we got another great country artist in, in Morgan Wallen and Hardy right oh, now. Yeah. Unbelievable entertainers, songwriters, Ernest, uh, Larry fleet. These guys are amazing right now, but you're right. I, I, I would, I would trade it in a heartbeat to go back there. Now is that ignorant? I don't know, but answer me this. In a world that you've achieved so much in, and you've already, again, outkicked your punk coverage when it comes to your accomplishments, self-admittingly, I don't think you have. I think you're an unbelievable dude, but you've admitted that you've accomplished way more than you thought you ever would, and we have to believe you for that. Do you ever get jealous when you're on there? Do you ever find yourself going, dang, I wish I was doing that, or I wish I had that, or man, they're really doing it. I've heard artists tell me, I had to get off for six months because every time I go on there, I'd see somebody else accomplishing something that I wasn't, or I thought that I should be, or that I thought that I deserved more than they did. And it was, wreck it was wrecking my mind. I was getting out of my lane. My focus was getting off of the end goal of what I was supposed to be doing every day with everything you've accomplished. And as good of a person and a human being as you are, do you ever find that? And I want you to end that answer. And if it's too loaded, I understand, but now you have a son that he's on social media, I'm sure. Do you ever have to have those talks with him? Because I'm sure he's seeing things that he wished he had or that he wished he was better at or comparing himself to other people that are so easily available to show the best life. We're only living this best life. Very seldomly do you see darkness on these platforms. Do you, do you ever find yourself facing that? No, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I, I can say that with all honesty. I'm not jealous of no one. I mean, not, not je I'm jealous. Of, I'm not jealous. I'm disappointed there are things that I am unable to do physically, but I've, I've kind of had that struggle being big guy all my life anyway, but I've learned to accept that, you know, don't get me wrong. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there saying, yeah, why don't you lose the weight? I mean that, you know, you know, it's, let's just be honest. Yeah. I could probably, I mean, I, I, I should work harder at that. I really should, but I'm just being honest. It's not in the cards for me to be, 220 pounds, six foot two. It's just not in the cards. You know, you can all, there's millions and millions of people out there. I'm always going to be a big dude. Do I need to be less of a bigger dude? Absolutely. I do. Absolutely. And I know that it's something I've struggled with my whole life, but um, I'm not jealous. I am not jealous of other people. Meaning like, I'm not jealous of, you know, what Munt kills, what Nick kills. I, I mean, uh, with what Waddy kills. I'm not, I, I'm the, I'm the group guy. 
I want everybody happy. I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody happy. So I'm not jealous in as far as that. I am disappointed in myself about like not being able to do things. Me and Waddell have this. He, you know, he he pushes me and believes in me more than I do, actually. He's like, Yeah, man, you can do an elk hunt. You got to push yourself. And I'm like, and and throughout this, because it is a business, I've always been like, I just don't want to let the business down. My number one goal or drive is being a small business owner since um, um, the the early nineties and, and being on my own, as far as making the dollars to provide for my family and such is providing for my family. Meaning like I've always worked hard and I've always hustled and I've always had a passion for the industry and a passion for this lifestyle and to have an opportunity to provide for my family. That's what's been driven to me to, to, to driven to me, but it's so much more clear to me now Meaning like, when is enough at 50 years old? When is enough? Cause like, I don't want to conquer the world. I've been around a lot of big businessmen. You're around a lot of big businesses and a lot of this. I'm not wired that way. I'm not wired to conquer the world. If I knew, if I knew that this would be enough or a certain amount would be enough to take me and my family, provide for my family, the rest of my days and such, I would, I would be fine with that. Meaning I would, I would still do these things. But I would be fine with that, meaning like, man, well, you know, I, I don't have I would take it. I would use it. I would give it away. I would, you know, nothing, you know, to give a kid a bow that isn't that that needs a bow. I get more good feelings out of that than than does that make sense at this time in our life? So I would do a lot more of that. Don't get me wrong. If 30, 30 million dollars dropped in my lap, I do a lot of good things and things would be easier. But, but at the end of the day, I'm not, I don't want to conquer the world. You know what I mean? I think uh, Jimmy John even shows that, you know, it's like, we're not here that long. You know, he wants to have a good time. Now, granted, he's, he's got some deep pockets. So he's, he's, he's sitting on, on pretty good, but that's through hard work. You know, he got there through hard work. So, and there's a lot of people that way, you know, that are just extremely uh, generous. Uh, you know, we our, our good friend, Eric Dunn with Hooray Ranch. You know, he's that way. Um, he's been, you know, didn't have two nickels to rub together, worked real hard, you know, become very successful. And, and you know, to give away means everything. So I'm I'm kind of wired that way. But to say I'm jealous of like, golly, Chad Belding gets to go kill all these ducks. And like, I'm happy for you because I know that you're passionate about that. And I know that you're making a living and you're doing a dang good job in the waterfowl space, in the outdoor space. And you're doing great things and I'm happy for you because we're friends and I'm happy for you. And that's what this, this industry or, or, you know, the outdoor outdoor lifestyle needs to be. You don't need to be jealous. Don't scratch your own itch, but you know, pull for your, 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 your fellow man, I guess you could say. I hope I answered your question. I know I beat it around the bush. No, you did wholeheartedly. And I love it. And I wish that more people would take your answer and internalize that and understand what it means to get to the place in your mind that you can look at another successful individual or somebody that might have something that you don't, or is getting an opportunity that you might not necessarily get to experience and be happy for them and understand oh. what it took to get there. I wish that more people understood the journey and what went on. Like you mentioned the, you know, the wheelchair and, and not knowing the whole story of what went into being yeah. disabled, the behind the scenes. I wish people would listen to your answer T bone and be like, I got to figure this out. I got to really understand that this man is literally sitting there telling you to 
to be happy for your fellow brothers and sisters that it's the American dream and let them live it. If they're there, get it. Now, if you're, if you're unethical or you're illegal and you're trying to do it that way, then that's another story, but absolutely. You know what I mean? But it's like to hear you say, utter those words of be happy for somebody and try to get to know them, try to understand their journey of what it took to get there. Because when I get a comment like, Oh, it must be easy to kill all them ducks getting to hunt all the best places in the world. I want to, I want to tell that person, I'm so grateful that I get to, it doesn't humble me to get to do it. I want to stay humble before I even got there, but to get to do it, I want you to know that I do not take it for granted. I can't believe it that I'm here. Like I'm looking around going, I'm this, I'm not even supposed to be a duck hunter. I'm from Reno, Nevada. I got teased for years because I would wear a flat bill hat sometimes and Now I'm sitting here getting chastised because I get to hunt a certain place. I want you to know that I don't look at it that way. I wish you all got to do this and experience this. This place is so special to get to sit in this blind with this person and to hear these sounds and to see that sunrise. I wish, I hope everybody gets to do it. I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here in this little cove going rah, 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 look at me. I I don't want that. But sometimes I feel like people think that, that we're showcasing this lifestyle to put it in their face. Like it's untouchable and it's not, you can get there through hard work, but, but you also have to understand that it's going to be tougher to get there. If you don't let your guard down and you're, and you're, and you're in your words of saying, Oh, you know, it's BS that you get to do that. And I don't, if you could let that down and just stay in your lane and focus on the end goal, your chances of getting there are good. You can do it. We're born into a country that you can really truly get there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people that, um, you know, you get those comments. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't want to beat the public up by no means, but because most of the people are just so good. So, I mean, so awesome, you know, hugging so awesome. neck, shaking hands. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's, you know, you get that one guy that walks through the line, must be nice to kill all those deer. I could do that if I do it. I'm like, dude, you can do it. Yeah. Why, why aren't you doing it? You know, you can, you know, and then, then you want to kind of say like, you, you, you chose to go to work at the steel plant. You know what I mean? You, you chose that, you know, I, I, where was everybody at? They, they just see that, that we were on the TV show from 2008 till now. What about, from 1993 when I opened up a, my archery shop and was eating beanie weenies, you know, and, and the cash register only ringing like $120 for the whole week, for the whole week. <laughs> the I whole mean, week. How, you know, you don't matter how many times I've scratched my head saying, I got to do something different. I got to do something different. But I'm like, no, this feels right. This is right. And I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to suffer on the back end for pursuing my dream. And I'm doing it now while I don't have a kid, while I don't have a mortgage, while I don't have a, 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 a family or a wife to support. I'm the one suffering. So if I want to suffer, leave me alone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You know, I'm going to give it another year, give it another year, give it another year. And then all of a sudden, you know, so many people in this industry or anything that you're passionate about, something catches traction and then you're off and going. Everybody looks at this as, with through social media, we're back to social media. They look at instant gratification rather than the exactly. journey. Enjoy the passionate journey. It's not a destination. I mean, like I'm still on a journey. It's not like, well, I'm here. I'm no, I'm not. I'm still on the journey. I'm one legged and I'm on the journey. <laughs> I think that what I wanted to get out of today is exactly how you just ended that answer is it's very easily easy, excuse me, to assume that T-Bone Turner is depressed right now. 
that he's yeah. going through the worst freaking HE double hockey sticks that a man can go through right now. But I wanted to make sure that everybody understood that your mind is still the same as you can sit here and talk about that $120 a week and reminisce. You can sit here and talk about Jackie Bushman squirrel championships. You could talk about how Waddy drives you. It's life is so, it's so easy to assume something by looking at this little thing we call a phone and looking at these platforms of like, Oh man, that dude must be living the best life because he's in the, he's in the Brit, the British Virgin islands right now. And he's, he's on a yacht. Really? Well, let's, let's, let's rewind it and figure out what it took to get there. I don't want people to think that you can't accomplish something. You're still able to be so inspirational and influential going through H E double L's right now in your life. You're still able to motivate a 47 year old man like myself and so many thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of people out there that watch your shows, watch what you're doing. I just hope that people get that message out of it, that this ain't easy. This life is not easy. It's not, no matter how good you think somebody has it, they're going through something that we probably don't want to encounter. It might be a divorce. It might be a sick family member. It might be that one of their kids had to go to St. Jude's. There's so many things in this life that can railroad us or take us off course. I want people to keep that in mind that it's not always just the frosting or the whipped cream on top with that cherry stem sticking out of your ice cream sundae. Sometimes no. you're that chocolate syrup that ran off of the side and is in the bottom of that bowl and you got to climb back up to get to that cherry. And that's what you that's what you've always done for me t-bone is that talking to you all the time is like why don't we just take a second to look at what's really cool out there and really good and what really can happen through hard work you know what i'm saying brother yeah perception i mean you know to encapsulate that especially with social media and to tell the young folks out there perception is not reality a lot of times and 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 even though you see somebody on their yacht like you alluded to um that guy's got troubles I mean, he's got troubles. I mean, no matter how rich you are, no matter how many things you've got, no matter how poor you are, somebody's going through some troubles. You know what I mean? Just because they've got money, that just means you've got different problems. You've got problems. I mean, you're worried about the IRS. You're worried about, oh, my gosh, is the – I mean, there's all kinds of problems. Don't get me wrong. Money does solve a lot of problems, but it creates more problems. So yep. perception is not reality. Only, I, I would say – Take it with a grain of salt. Look at your social media as pure entertainment. You know what I mean? You may get a nugget of inspiration from here, here or there. You may get an emotional, you know, I feel inspired to do this or this is good or there's a good recipe or, you know what, I think I do want to go hunt California for waterfowl. Whoever would have thought of that? You know what I mean? There, there, but look at it from a pure entertainment value. You know, don't look at it as a source of, this is what's going to make me feel happy today, or this is the only thing I've got clutching to because my life is, is just sucks. You know, for someone to think that live your own life and find your own happiness and be happy that way, just look at it. If you're on social media, which we all are is grab you some educational nuggets and some entertaining nuggets, but don't take it to heart as like that person is that. And that's the, that's the way they are. You said the word, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, T-Bone. I was going to say, I mean, prime example, just this last week, we lost Naomi Judd, mental illness, you know, you know, perception, you know, you would think that they got the world, but man, somebody's battling that everybody on this earth has a demon. They're battling a demon all the time. It's just, you got to learn to, 
beat that sucker back with a stick and let the positives shine through and 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 gain positiveness and 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 stuff from your fellow human and be happy for them man it, it makes me feel so good to give someone a compliment to and and for them to accept my compliment or to give a needing person uh you know a gift i'm not saying i'm extremely wealthy and i can pass out bows or pass out you know hundred dollar bills to everybody but man you know those couple of times a year you know when when you can give somebody a bow or you can you know fix their rest or you know fletch up a dozen arrows man and say you know what that's on me god i'm glad that i've got to a point in my life where i can do that doesn't it make you feel good to give somebody a custom-made call oh, man. doesn't it the best hey, Dude, that's life. That is life. That is exactly what life is all about. Because at the end of the day, when they bury you, they're not going to, I'm getting emotional, but they're not going to bury you with your $30 million and look how much he done and look at all the ducks he killed. Nobody cares that Chad Belding killed 3,000 ducks. Nobody cares. Nope. How you touch people's lives or how people touch people's lives and, and the, the relationships and how you nourish those relationships, that's what really matters. And that's what makes a fulfilling life. Yeah, I've got one leg. Yeah, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, like so many people inspired to run up mountains. I'm not. But does that mean that I can't have a high-quality life by human interaction, by, by outdoors interaction? Absolutely. You're not going to take that from me. God gave that to us, and not, nobody's going to take that away from us. I'm going to enjoy it. You're it's awesome, free. man. It's free. You're awesome, dude. It's just, it's, it's so, I'm emotional too, because I do, I started off by saying, I hate this for you. And I know that a lot of people have said that, but dang it, brother, man. Like you just, you're a special soul and you do, you mean so much to so many people like myself. And to see you go through this, man, it's, it's messed me up. I've, I've, I've checked in on you. I've stayed quiet about it because I, I know that you have too many fish to fry and too many things coming at you at one time, but brother, I, I, I hate it for you. And I hope that somebody just gets some kind of ideology that you can, you can really come out of something that might be holding you down and it might be making you feel like you're not adding up or mounted up or, or, uh, uh, you know, living up to what you were supposed to be. And, and when I hear you talk about facing darkness and being able to come out of it just by giving somebody a compliment, man, it's so freaking easy to be nice. And we get so high strung in this world of wanting to make a dollar or wanting to get 1500 likes on a picture because somebody else did or wanting to get the bigger contract because Lee and Tiffany did. It's crazy to think that it can be gone like that. And it yep. almost, and it almost was gone for you, T-Bone. It could have been, yeah. it could have been, who knows? Yeah. And you're still, and you're still sitting here with one leg getting ready to get a prosthetic inspiring people, man. And I think that you need to understand how special you are to this world in a big view. But if you just keep going in on that satellite, this little thing called hunting, you know, the 14 million deer hunters in this country and this little tiny, you know, population that enjoys this out of 350 million people. And just in this country, man, you mean a lot to us, brother. You really, really truly do. Well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a small pea in the pod, but nonetheless, it's, uh, 
um, you know, I been we've been given a platform and these are the exact ways I feel. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm 50 years old. I'm going to speak my, speak my mind and, uh, hopefully, hopefully it will, you know, you see so many people jealous or, you know, grumbly and negativity online and stuff like that. So if it can turn somebody around and make them appreciate the gift of life and the gift of outdoors, then, then, uh, you know, that it's, it's been well worth it. So I, and I, I meant that when I said like just giving someone a compliment or making them smile, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people would call it, you know, if you was talking to a woman, they'd call it flirting, but I'm not, I'm thinking like flirt, flirt with a human, you know what I mean? Make them feel good. What's wrong with making someone feel good. Everybody deserves a compliment, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, just acknowledging them when you're driving down the road, look at the guy, the car beside you, give him a smile and throw up a hand, man, that, that, that he got just as much out of it as you do. You know what I mean? Or you get more out of it than he would. So, you know, it's real easy to do. You can be madder than fire. And if you can turn that around by just doing something nice, smile somebody, do something nice, if you can afford to give them something, that's even better. But if you can't, you got to smile, it's free. And I promise you, you're going to get more out of it than, than the person that you're smiling to. It's going to make you feel good. Help somebody. Man, I grew up, you know, being having great manners. My dad, you know, and my mom. My mom's from England, and you know that's that's the uh, that's where manners were began is over in England. So, my uh, mom used to always tell me to to have good manners, and yeah, uh, you, you know, it makes you feel good to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Makes you feel good to help a lady across the street or put her card up or you know see somebody that that can't hardly get their groceries to the car. Help them. Help them. You'll get more out of it than they do. Absolutely, you will. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it needs to happen, and it's so easy to do, and it doesn't happen enough, almost to the point to where that guy that gets that wave and smile from you thinks you're messing with him, thinks you're, yeah. thinks you're flipping him off probably, yeah. thinks you're trying to pick a fight when you're just trying to be nice. It's like that's the way our society's gone is that there's not enough niceness probably yeah. and that there's, 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 there's a lot of evil out there, and there's a lot of, you know, we're, we're getting just – bombarded with all of this information i had a kid tell me last night a 14 year old kid tell me that he watched the buffalo store shooting on tiktok have you heard this t-bone no, can I you haven't. believe this can you believe this that that guy had a gopro on his head and the video got out and this 14 year old kid he said he popped up on his feed i said get off of tiktok I said, I cannot believe that it popped up and he's watching people fall in aisles of a grocery store in buffalo new york i said what this is the world we live in that we can, that's a video game. That's like what we used to play on, on, on a video game on the Intellivision or the Atari. And now it's real life that we're watching mass murderers. Like this is nuts to me, man. It's nuts. Yeah. We got us. We got to be nice. We got to freaking yeah. figure out how to find the love again because, and I know that we're talking up a tree right now, but yeah, just yeah. starting small right now, you've motivated me to be better at it. I want, I want people to understand that just start small. And see where it leads. Well, in, in this day of social media, like we talked about, just, you know, th this just come over me as, as you were talking, but why not do that on social media rather than sh taking selfies of yourself and look at me, look at me, look at me. How about celebrating your neighbor? You know, yeah. how about celebrating your fellow hunter? How about giving a high five to someone, someone else? It don't all have to be all about you. I'm talking about if you celebrate the whole group, it'll come back to you, you know, tenfold. 
So why don't we do that? You know, why don't we do that more often? I mean, absolutely. We is doing what we do. We have to celebrate our partners, but why can't we celebrate other folks? You know, we, we at Bone Collector, of course, we encourage everybody to send in pictures and post on our feeds and stuff like that. We want to celebrate with you. I know I do on my personal pages. Even if you only have a few followers or you're just the guy down the street, it doesn't matter. Celebrate your neighbor. Celebrate, you know, don't be jealous of what they got. Celebrate it. It's like, man, dude, Tony got three days off. He was able to go go hunting. Look, I'm going to celebrate that with him. I'm stuck here working, you know, overtime and six days a week. I can't get away, but my neighbor down the street, Tony made it happen, man. Stacked up three, three slick heads. And it got a trail cam picture of an eight pointer he's going after next week. Let's celebrate that. That's so awesome. We need to. Yeah. We need to we need to know we need to let people know that we care that in a positive manner, an optimistic manner, that what they're doing is awesome. I love yeah. that idea. I freaking love the idea of telling somebody I I I I I'll don't know how many times I've said this, but I'll say it till I'm blue in the face that when when people go, man, you really are a good duck caller. I'll be like, well, go to Arkansas and listen to all the eight and 10 year olds down there. You'll hear duck callers that'll mop me up when they're eight years old down there. I, I, I I always want to deflect the, 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 the good, the good things that are being said and put it on somebody else and saying, Hey, there's a reason why I can blow a duck call like this. It's because I was taught by guys and people that came before me that were way better teachers and way better duck call operators. Just like you give credit to, to Levi a lot. I like Levi's way younger than you. And you guys are always saying how good Levi is. You know why you say that? Cause Levi is a badass and he's freaking accomplished so much. Yeah. And you're not afraid to tell the world that, yeah, I'm on bone collector and I've killed a 190. but you really want to know who's awesome. Fred bear is really awesome. Freaking yeah. Levi Morgan's really awesome. I think that's the coolest thing about, about being humble is being able to deflect compliments and put them on somebody that's well-deserving of it. And hopefully they take that compliment and deflect it to somebody else that's also well-deserving of it. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, and so many times, I mean, you know, there's this sport or the, I mean, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to end right here, but you know, and it, it's, it's real easy. We as men or guys or, or, you know, people in this, in this space can get like, look at me, I killed the biggest buck or, you know, it's real easy to, to fall in that, you know, and, and look at me, I drove the fastest or look at me, I got to work 15 minutes early. You know, it's real easy to be competitive and stuff like that. And it's all right to have that drive, but internalize that, you know what I mean? Keep it internal. Whereas, um, you know, more people need to be that way to, to, to spread it out and be happy for all of those. You know, you can see a lot of that chest pound and stuff, which, you know, we're, we're not fans of, and we, we want people to celebrate the whole thing. We want the, we want the whole country or world for that matter to be a hunting camp. Man, the times you and think about the times you have in hunting camp, how fun they are. Food, friend in the outdoors. Who says that food friends and the outdoors who says that it's the best Family friends in the outdoors. Real tree. Yeah. It's freaking it's, it's been the motto of how we live our lives to where people be like, what's the best place you've ever been in the world? You know, you've been to Italy, you've been to France, you've been to Switzerland, you've been to Spain, you've been to Uruguay and South America. And I always tell them it's like duck camp in Arkansas, Southeast America, you know, down in the Southern part of the United States of America is my favorite place on earth. It's a special, special place. And I know we're coming to the end T-Bone Turner. Um, I, I think that, 
I think that what you've done is unreal. I think that where you're getting ready to go is going to be even better. It's going to be an amazing journey of how you're going to inspire us over the next 30 years with your prosthetic, still killing critters, like you'd like to say. And that's the number one thing I wanted to tell you of why I love your show is that the 130s were always celebrated the same way as when you kill a 180 in Kansas. It didn't matter. And I think that that's why America took suit of the brotherhood is that you're, you might be with Bo Jackson shooting squirrels, which I don't get jealous either. But when I saw that one, I was a little bit little. I was a little bit envious of, 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 the, of the greatest athlete of all time to walk the face of the earth. <laughs> Vincent Bo Jackson. Um, but man, good for you, brother. I think that what you've accomplished is unreal. The things you talk about are even more unreal about what you do with it and how you give back. And you, you, you don't need to be a supermodel to be nice. You don't need to have a six pack to make somebody feel good in that day. You don't need to look at somebody with a six pack and assume that they got the world by the, you know what, you know what, that guy with the six pack might not have been able to eat a fried catfish sandwich after the duck hunt this morning. I got to, there's different ways to look at everything. Everything is going to come at you and it's how you internalize it and how you, how you compartmentalize it and be able to say, you know what, it's part of the journey. Let's figure out where to put that. Let's figure out how to use it as an educational tool or an inspirational tool. And let's give it to somebody else to be successful. Because if it wasn't for Jim Shockey being successful and Michael Waddell and Travis Turner and Nick Mutt being successful and Bill Jordan, there'd be no such thing as the foul life. That's so right. it'd, be, it'd be ignorant for me to think that Phil Robertson isn't, isn't the reason that we have what we have. Yes, he is. He opened the doors for us to be able to do this. Okay, there's been trailblazers. And I want to make sure that people understand when they see that what we're doing and we are hunting with maybe it's a celebrity or maybe it's a wounded veteran. Maybe it's therapy for this guy's mind or this woman's mind to be in the duck blind with us. I want you to know that we are not taking that for granted and that we can't believe we're standing there. We can't believe that we're yeah. getting to experience this life. Tr trust me. I have to literally look at my people sometime and be like, is that really happened last night? Is that really what we got to do? Because we took this chance on this thing called the foul life and this brand called banded. We took a chance. We could have fell straight on our face. And trust me, we did many times. We did many times, but we kept traction. We kept trying to figure out where we were going to get in to fit in. And we finally found it. And it can oh, yeah. happen to, it can happen to anybody out there. If you really want it to. It's yeah. the American dream. And I'm not just trying to sound tacky, T-Bone Turner. It can happen because I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And my college coach told me, you're the, the biggest recruiting mistake I've ever made. And I knew right then and there, I probably wasn't going to be a professional baseball player. But now I get to hunt with Wade Boggs and George Brett. And I just got to go to an unbelievable event with Ken Griffey Jr. And I'm not bragging, but I never gave up on the fact that, hey, there's something else out there for me. I've had, I've fell down many times. I got cut from a lot of teams and yeah. I know you did too. And oh, I want yeah. people to know that when you see the good going on, understand what it takes to get there and try to learn that journey. And if you want it, go get it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But don't get discouraged when it, when you've got year or two into it and uh, you, you know, and, and then things maybe not have happened as quick as, as you thought. So remember it's a journey, not a destination you've got you've got that much time and look at all the good times that you had and if you pursue your passion like for me it was archery anything to do with archery i quit my job working at mercedes-benz i went to work in an archery shop and and i was working 60 to 80 hours a week but man it didn't it didn't matter i, I mean if i would have got off work doing a job i would have went and done more archery stuff so i was getting to you know facilitate people's dreams so i it was it was made it made me super happy it um 
it it makes me so fired up to know that you guys have done what you've done and that we can still approach you and that we can still be friends with y'all is yeah. and 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 I want people to understand that y'all are no different. There there I'm going to say this with with utmost confidence that there's way better turkey hunters than Michael Waddell that have been on this earth and Michael Waddell will be the first one to tell you that. But there's nobody that's been better at celebrating this lifestyle the right way than you three have and educating and showing people that you too can do it. You too can enjoy duck camp, turkey camp, deer camp, fish camp, sheep camp, wherever you're going, you can enjoy it just like we have. You just got to go get it. And when you don't get it and you fall down, like T-Bone said, figure out a way to get back up. Yeah. I know that it's cliche. I know that it's cliche and everybody hears, oh, I could get back up if I fall. Yes, you can. Because you know what? T-Bone, you just fell down again. You just had another... Uh, you had to take some steps back and here we are talking about how the attention's not even on freaking t-bone you're talking about how to make somebody else smile and that's all people need to know that you just had your freaking leg cut off and you're still making sure that other people are put first and that's what freaking life is all about my man i give you so many so much props and so much mad love and respect brother thank you for inspiring me thank you for being on here and i can't wait to see you in person and uh I, we just we got to share a camp soon and just talk some smack and tell some stories. Yep, yep. We're rehabbing and uh, hopefully we'll be back and running. I'm definitely going to be in a blind over the uh, over the fall for sure. Some form or fashion, I'm going to be hunting this fall. So uh, yeah, yeah. No, I thank I always thank you for having me on and and thank you for everything that that you guys are doing so great over there. I've, I've got to catch you know with the downtime I've had, I've certainly got to catch a couple of episodes and um, you know very inspiring. And it comes across like you mentioned earlier. Like you can tell that you are just absolutely uh, ecstatic about whoever you're sharing the blind with. And, and it's not about the we're going to do this. It's about the the lifestyle and the experience. So you're documenting and you're entertaining the right way, man. So keep up the great work. That means the world coming from you. Travis T-Bone Turner, the brotherhood, the bone collector, Realtree, family, friends, the outdoors. You could sit there and say it till you're blue in the face, but live it get out there and really understand what it means. What we talked about today. I literally no pun intended have goosebumps on my shoulders and my legs because I'm so excited to go out and live life and cherish it. You motivated me that we have to see this through that hourglass of, Hey, our time's going to be up sometime and I want to fit it all in there. And I want to love people the way they deserve to be loved. And I want to live this life and respect what God has given us and what mother nature has given us. I do not take it for granted. I love what people are fighting for, for hunters rights and shooters rights out there. Keep fighting the good fight. My brother, Travis T-Bone Turner, I can't wait to have you back on. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying some of those provider rubs and that, some of that olive oil. And I know that you're a, you're a, a, a food junkie like I am. Next time oh, we yeah. come on, we need to get in the kitchen together and put our chef boy RD hats on and throw <laughs> down on some, uh, I, I want to learn how to make some venison and some bluegill. We need to figure out the best bluegill recipe there is. And uh, is it always got to be a fish fried? Is it always, I, I got to learn some new ways of, of being more of a Southern gentleman cook. I really want to become better at it. So we got to get together, my man. It's hard to beat a, f- a fried bluegill. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, I want yours. You. I, I want to come have some brother. I appreciate you, man. Love you like a brother. And I'll see you soon. Love you too, man. Thank you, Chad. See you, buddy. Talk to you soon, Timo. Thank you. Thank you.